Sermon Commentary for the week of May 17, 2020. Our sermon text is John 21, verses 1-14. through 14. In verse 4, we read that the disciples did not recognize Jesus. In verse 7, we read that John is the first disciple to recognize him, but Peter is the one who throws himself in the sea to meet Jesus. J.C. Ryle makes the following observation. When Jesus stood on the shore in the dim twilight of the morning, John was the first to perceive who it was and to say, It is the Lord. But Peter was the first to spring into the water and to struggle to get close to his master. In a word, John was the first to see, but Peter was the first to act. John's gentle, loving spirit was quickest to discern, but Peter's fiery, impulsive nature was quickest to stir and move. And yet, both were believers. Both were true-hearted disciples. Both loved the Lord in life and were faithful to him unto death. But their natural temperaments were not the same. Let us never forget the practical lesson before us. As long as we live, let us be careful in how we evaluate others. Let us not condemn others as graceless and unconverted because they do not see the path of duty from our standpoint or feel things exactly as we feel them. The Church of Jesus Christ needs servants of all kinds, Peter's as well as John's. In verse 9, we see Jesus already cooking fish and bread. He doesn't wait for the disciples to provide fish. He is ready to receive them and feed them from his own provision. N.T. Wright notes the following. Jesus is already cooking fish and bread on his charcoal fire. He doesn't need their catch. He is well capable of looking after himself. John, describing this scene, isn't wasting words. He isn't filling in time. John never pads out stories. He is telling us something. Something about working under Jesus' direction. Something about the relation of our work to his. How dreadfully easy it is for Christian workers to get the impression that we've got to do it all. God, we imagine, is waiting passively for us to get on with things. If we don't organize it, it won't happen. If we don't tell people the good news, they won't hear it. If we don't change the world, it won't be changed. He has no hands but our hands, we are sometimes told. What a load of rubbish. Whose hands made the sun rise this morning? Whose breath guided us to think and pray and love and hope? Who is the Lord of the world anyway? We may be given the Holy Spirit to enable us to work for Jesus, but the Holy Spirit is not independent of the Master who breathes it out, of the Sovereign God, the Creator. Neither the Church nor its individual members can upstage Him. Jesus welcomes Peter's catch. He asks him to bring some of it, but he doesn't, in that sense, need it. Of course we are to work hard, Of course we are to be organized. Of course there is no excuse for laziness, sloppiness, half-heartedness in the kingdom of God. If it's God's work we are doing, we must do it with all our might. But let's have no nonsense about it being up to us, 
about poor old Jesus being unable to lift a finger unless we lift it for him. In fact, we are much more likely to work effectively once we get rid of that paranoia-inducing notion. Jesus remains sovereign. Thank God for that.